Time to get ready for a battle. Let's talk about it. What's up, people? Welcome back to the Black Eat Cool. Here we're talking about episode 10 of Lovecraft Country Full Circle, final episode of season one. Oh, what a great episode. But before we get into that, go ahead and hit the like button if you're watching this on YouTube. Hit the five stars if you're listening to the audio version. It helps me in the algorithm, pushes me up, gets me more viewers, makes the show a little more popular, and it's a great way to support the show. Also, if you are considering financially supporting the show, you can always hit me up on my cash app at uh, dollar sign Blackie Cool, or you can check out my Patreon, Patreon slash Blackie Cool, become a patron, easy uh, and a great way to support, and you get a uh, little give backs there too. So check that out if you're interested. You also can get a Blackie Cool T-shirt at Teespring slash Blackie Cool. There's a couple different ways to financially support the show if you like what I'm doing over here. So go check some of those out. But always, foremost, you can support the show by just sharing it and telling all the people you know in the world. That's on Facebook and Instagram and all that too. But yeah, that's another way to support the show. But with all that out the way, uh, we're going to dive into this episode. And if you haven't watched this episode, I will be spoiling stuff. We'll be talking spoilers. So go watch it and then come back. So the season finale, um, I was, I'm was i not going to lie to you, I was scared to watch it because I was worried about the rest of the, how they would end it. I didn't, I was worried it wasn't going to be good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But it was good. I really liked it. Um, I thought they did a great job kind of closing the season. I'm not sure if they got renewed for a second season. But I think they did a good job closing most of the plot holes, most of the storyline in a realistic manner. Didn't didn't make you um, wonder too much about what about this thing. But I think they did a really good job with it. So let's dive into a little more of it. Um, So as we know, last episode, we got the book of names after we went time traveling. So Tick and Letty... Trying to open the book. They enter the book somehow. Um, It's a place that Hannah kind of made. So Hannah is like, if you don't know, she is the first um, woman of their family to get the book. She stole the book as a slave from Titus. So they both got pulled into this place Hannah thought was hell. She learned that it was actually a safe place that she learned to control, learned to harness, and that she had been working on a spell that she needed them to cast. We don't learn what the spell is at that time. We'll learn it later. Um, Letty also got taken to this place because of the unborn child in her stomach. That's what we learned. She got taken back to... Tick's great-grandma? I think it's her great-great-grandma. Yeah, so the old lady we met in last episode, I forget her name. And she told her, like, hey, you're here to learn this spell. 
you have to learn this spell to hold on to this book to protect this book. I'm passing this responsibility on to you to protect this book. And she's like, I don't know if I can do that, but Dimitris is like, this is not something you know if you can do. This is something you're going to have to do, basically. So, <laughs> very high <laughs> standards there. You got into a family. You didn't know what you was getting into, but this family is crazy. That's my chair rocking around. Sorry. Um, yeah, but they end up learning that spell, but also uh, they help them take the spell off of D. So she doesn't have that um, spell that Lancaster puts on her. So they do the incantation, I can't say that word, to take the spell off D. And it heals D, but it doesn't heal her arm. Her arm still stays messed up. Those are my dogs. Hold on. And after they uh, heal D, Tick talks to Montrose with Letty. It's like, hey, uh, I saw mom. But this is a spell we need to do. We need to protect this book. We need to take this power. We need to use this power to protect our family. Montrose is like, we need to let this book go. We need to stop doing this. I don't want you to die. And I get it. He's worried about his son dying. He's worried about his grandson. More about his son. He's not really worried about his grandson as much as I thought he should be. But um, he's like, we don't need to do this. And Tick is like, look, this is our birthright. This belongs to us and we need to protect it. And I'm like, oh, get deep with it. So uh, (laughs) this is when Letty and Tick go into this like Indiana Jones moment where they're like, look, we got to go back down to the tombs where they got went to the tombs. They had to get supplies for um, a spell they're going to do to part of the spell of part of Hannah's spell to you know her big ultra spell and hold on i forgot whose vault it is i believe it's titus's vault but they went back down there to get materials and to perform uh part of a spell that they needed to do so they did that and that part of that spell brings titus back so you see titus for the first time they brought him back and they needed to get a piece of his flesh really weird he comes back. He's like, hey, how did you N-words get the book? And then he disappears. And he goes to warn Christina. And Christina crashes her car. She flies out. Of course, she has invulnerability. But you see there's a moment where she's worried about Ruby. Because Ruby's with her in the crash. And she checks on Ruby. Sees that Ruby's good. And then she goes to Titus. And Titus is like, how did you let them get the book? They have the book of names. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what's going on? And then he disappears back. When he disappears back, Tick had called reinforcements. So at first it was, um, it was just, Han- no, it was um, the old lady we saw in episode nine, Tick's great grandmother, helping them cast a spell to bring Titus. And then, um, to bring Titus back to where they were, they had um, Hannah and Tick's mom casting the spell to bring him back at the same time. Move, go. At the same time, that was my dog. <laughs> at the same time, to get him in the circle where Tick was able to grab him and cut his flesh off so they could have a piece of uh, his flesh. I think because he's like the, the beginner of the magic. I believe that's why they need his flesh. 
Um, I wasn't really clear on that part, but that's what I assume. Safe to assume that. So once he once they did that, they got that. They were like, that was supposed to be the easy part of this spell. Crazy. But then we see um, Christina in, um, eventually comes to the uh, uh, the the jo- garage where George's car is left. In their house, I think. I think there's an attachment. It's their house. So she learns, like, hey, you got the book. Give me the book. And I promise I won't involve you or your family. I'll find a way, another way to do my spell. Tig's like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. This is our book. This belongs to us. And she was like, all right, it's on then. So as she was leaving, she took off the invulnerability off of Letty, though. So... Which I don't. This is one thing. Things start happening, but this is one thing where I didn't understand why they they have the book. Why didn't they just put invulnerability back on Letty? Because they have the book. Unless that spell is not in the book. Just like I'm. I'm assuming the spell that William did with being able to switch bodies or being able to become someone. That is a original spell that's not in the book of names. So. I'm assuming invulnerability is one of those kind of spells that's not in the book of names. But come on, if you're making a magic book, that would be one of the first spells you put in there is to be either be invulnerable or immortal. Those are the first two spells. And then being able to fly. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I, that's what I would do, me myself. But then um, uh, they, I'm jumping around a little bit. Uh, so after Christina left and took the um invulnerability offer uh letty um i think d d has a moment with hippolyta where she's like look mom you left me um hippolyta's trying you know that's her daughter she's trying to get back close to her daughter she's like you left me uh, i'm i was alone i needed you and you just forgot about me you didn't worry about me and Hippolyte is like, yes, I did. I 100% did. You have every right to be mad. But I realized the way we perceive time, it's always moving. So this moment in time that you're holding on to, it will pass and we will move forward, which is like, I don't know. It kind of felt like she wasn't validating her emotions, but then also was validating her emotions. It was very weird because you go tell her, I look like, yeah, you go hate me right now. You have every right to hate me right now in this moment, but this moment will pass and we will move forward. I was like, oh, man, like that was deep and hurtful at the same time. <laughs> but, you know, there she's trying to rebuild that relationship with her daughter. Like she understands, like, yeah, I messed up. That was on me, but I'm still your mother, and I'm still always going to be here no matter what. So they have that little moment there. And then we get um, Ruby ends up talking to Letty. Well, no, Letty, because first of all, the guy, they were trying to figure out how to get a piece of Christina because they also need a piece of her, like her flesh or her blood to complete the spell. Uh, they were planning on using her spell that she's planning to do at the Eternal Equinox to enhance their spell. Um, but they still needed a piece of her flesh before then. So, uh, Letty ended up saying, I can do it. I can get Ruby. Everybody was against it. It was like, Ruby's on Christina's side. Like, she's going to tell us everything we go. 
which is like kind of hurts because that's her sister. So it's like, hey, that's my sister. That's my sister. But she ended up going to their mother's uh, gravesite, and Letty's there, and Ruby comes, and she tells her like, hey. Nobody wanted me to tell you this, but we have a plan to bind Christina, and I need your help doing it. I need a piece of her flesh or her blood. And she's like, I, I, for so many years, I didn't know what family was, and I learned that family's not an obligation. It's something you're willing to sacrifice to protect. And I'm I'm sacrificing myself to protect you, and I feel your family. You're my sister, and I want you to be on our side. And Ruby's like, um, like you may feel this new feeling, you may feel this is different, but to me, this feels the same. It's always when you need something from me is when you come back to me. And I I I I felt what she felt, was saying in that. Like it does feel like that. Like, yes, you're my sister. Yes, I love you. But you only seem to come to want to be my sister when you need something from me. So those are old wounds that have not healed. So she's like, she basically told her she's not going to help her. But we learned that later on that's not true. But um, after they have that moment, Ruby ends up going back to Christina and is talking to Christina's like, hey, what have you been doing down here? And Christina's like, I'm working on my spell. She seems a little bit worried that she doesn't think the spell is going to go right. Like she's honestly worried that the spell's not going to go right. And she's, she's like, there's a million ways it could go right, but there's also a million ways it could go wrong. She's very worried. And Ruby's comforting her. It's like, don't worry. Your spell's going to go right. You're going to do what you need to do. Everything's going to work out fine. And they have this moment where this is the first time it seems like they are being intimate as Ruby and Christina. Not as uh, uh, Hillary or William or William and Ruby, but Ruby and Christina and Christina asked, like, have you ever been with the woman? And she, Ruby was like, no, this is my first time. And they're both having this first time. So you can see that Christina loves, I would say loves Ruby. And Ruby seems to love Christina. Um, it is a weird relationship started from being used to growing actually loving it. Which is, I really wish we could have... Uh, Explore that a little more because that was really interesting the way that turned out. Um, I think it it's it's hard because Christina does seem to really love Ruby, but she also has been planning this main goal for so long. And also, she said something like, "What if the spell doesn't go right and I kill the last surviving member of my family?" So she still sees Tick as her family so that it it's it's her ambition to be immortal is fighting against her love for her family and the love for her actual loved one which is very interesting it is a another different part of christina they should have been more openly exploring i would like to see that dichotomy of that i think i use that word right <laughs> but yeah very interesting like i know two or three episodes passed when christina did the thing where she went through 
that whole death scene to feel what um oh I blinked on his name. Hold on. What Emmett Till went through. I'm not gonna lie to you, I blinked on his name. All I could think was Tamir Rice for some reason, which is sad in itself. So we're not even gonna go into that. But she did that to try to see what Emmett Till went through, which is her trying to understand what Ruby was telling her at that moment uh, a couple episodes back when she did that, which really showed that she actually cared for Ruby enough to try to understand what black people go through, what she goes through. So that was something in that character that I think they could have explored more, which I would have liked to see them explore more, which was very interesting nonetheless. But after their conversation, uh, we go to Tick going to, uh, how do you say her name? Jaya? Ajaya? Joe? <sighs> the nine-tailed fox lady. I forgot how to pronounce her name. <laughs> I think it's Jaya? 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 Well, he went to her and was like, hey, everything you said was true. I had those feelings. What we had was real. I'm not going to lie to you. And she's like, look, my mom died. That was one of the reasons why I came here. Um, The mother spirit told her that she would always be in darkness. She would never know anything. Uh, But she was like, I feel, I felt this, but now I feel nothing. And he's like, that's grieving. You're grieving for your mother. And he was like, you're human. You have a human emotion you should not be scared of that. You're not this monster they say you are. I believe you're more than that. And he's like, he basically kind of brought her into the family. So, which is cool. Which you kind of get the closing in of her storyline. Um, But then they're, they've got, uh, they're working at the shop, getting everything ready, ready to go. Um... D and Hippolyta have another moment where D is trying to draw with her other hand. And she's like, look, I can't draw anymore. That was taken away from me. You weren't there. I'm not, I can't forgive you for this. And Hippolyta's like, once again, I'm sorry. I know, but this will pass. But let me show you something I've been working on. And she goes and show her in this room. And I'm going to say it now. She gives her like this mechanical Tony Stark kind of arm. Really cool. We don't find out later to the episode what it is. But that's what she does. But they also. Ruby comes back to the shop. And gives him a vial of Christina's blood. My kids are going crazy upstairs. Gives her a vial of Christina's blood. So now they have Titus's blood. I mean Titus's flesh. Christina's flesh. And they're ready to do the spell. So they all jump into Uncle George's car. And they are going to where the mansion got blown up. I forgot the name of it. (laughs) On the way in the mansion, they are in the car driving. They have Ruby, Jaya, uh, D, Hippolyta, Montrose, Letty, Antic. And D starts singing a song. Everybody slowly joins in, and I'm not going to lie to you, at this moment, I thought something was going to happen, something was going to crash, blow up, whatever, but no, they just, it was a nice little moment, which lets you foreshadow that somebody's going to die in this car, and not going to be with us anymore, 
and it is more than one person. But it was a good moment for the characters we know and love to see them in this beautiful moment one last time. Kind of gets kind of messed up when you realize somebody wasn't really there, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so they get to the uh, mansion place and they're pouring salt, which I still didn't understand. Unless that's part of the spell where they needed to pour salt, maybe that's what it is. That that makes more sense. And then Tick ends up taking the flesh, Titus's flesh. She eats his flesh, and she drinks uh, Christina's blood right before he goes to the spot where Christina needs him to do the ritual. The other other people, Hippolyta, Montrose, and Jaya. I'm always proud of saying My kids are crazy. Um are you know putting that protective symbol in blood on different parts of that village around them uh letty and ruby are doing the same thing d's in the car d's actually reading the book that tick came back with when he got pushed in went to the future and came back so there was something i missed i guess he says to he tells his dad that he got pushed through the portal by a woman with a mechanical arm. So that's D. So I missed that. So full circle. One of the reasons of the title probably. But um, Tick goes to Christina. And they take off his clothes. So that he she can start performing the ritual. She slashes his arms. And he just starts gushing blood. So much blood. Oh so much blood. Uh, so. Like you said, she, like she said, she needs all his blood to perform this ritual. Uh, wait, before that happens, uh, Letty and Ruby were talking up like they're in that tower, uh, lighthouse tower, putting up protection spells in there, and they're chit chat, and I guess chit chat, and I guess Ruby said something that let Letty know realize that that wasn't her. So she realizes that that's actually Christina and Ruby's body. And they can begin the fight. And she's like, what did you do to my sister? And she tells like, I killed your sister, unfortunately, because she tried to steal my blood. And that's her saying like, hey, I gave you fake blood. So the blood tick drunk wasn't really Christina's blood. Ruby slash Christina now ends up throwing Letty off the... Uh, off the lighthouse thing and she falls and dies which we think she dies because ruby speaks an incantation which gives her um invulnerability uh because she told ruby she would not kill her sister she promised her so another sign that she loves her which is really crazy and i don't know if they knew that because this plan they have really that's the only like part right there is like how did you guys know that would happen but i guess not because there was a moment where christina comes back and she's doing a ceremony where she cuts tick and she's like and they the, everybody else gets captured and brought there except for dd still in the car Montrose gets captured uh hippolyta gets captured and uh jaya gets captured i'm gonna just call her jaya we're gonna call her jaya i know that's not right but we're gonna call her jaya are we gonna talk nine nine tail fox um <laughs> 
And then Tick's like, where's Letty? Where's Letty? And Christina's like, I had to kill her. She died. So he's crying. So at that moment, I think he feels the plan fell apart. Honestly. I think he feels the plan fell apart. She's going through the ritual. She cuts his arm. She's saying incantation. And then, like, the moon does some weird stuff. And you can see her, you know, seem to get power. The spell seems to work. Letty comes up right as the spell is working. Tick sees Letty, and you know he's like, "Okay, this play is back on." So, um, uh, Letty begins after Christina's spell works. Letty stabs Christina, and then starts doing an incantation of herself. And Christina's like, "It's too late. I'm immortal. It doesn't matter. It's not gonna work." And she's still, you know, doing the spell. And then uh, they realize that Christina didn't have her blood. So she's like, it's not going to work because you don't have my blood. That's when Ninetales goes in front of Because there's like this weird tornado thing that's coming through Tick. Through Tick. And she steps in front of the tornado. I know this is really weird how you explain it. <laughs> We're going to keep going. We're almost done. <laughs> She steps in front of it and she takes a hit of tornado, magic tornado, we're calling it magic tornado, <laughs> and she shoots out her hairy uh, limbs out of her eyes, connects one to Tick and connects one to Christina while Letty's still speaking incantation. And of course, that binds their blood together right there. And through that, we see flashes of uh, things that happen earlier before they got here so we see flashes of tick showing d the dog monster vampire dog vampire and like literally i'm guessing putting the protection spell on her for the dog monster which is really cool because later on before this happens the one of the dog vampires tries to attack the car that D's in and then his dog vampire comes and protects her which is really cool now she's got a dog vampire really awesome but then we also see um them getting stuff ready for the spell there was other stuff I forgot what it was okay I remember so it also shows Christina when she catches Ruby it also shows Christina as Ruby Putting the spell back on Letty. It shows Tick giving a letter to Hippolyta uh, for Montrose. And it shows this other scene with Tick. I don't know if it's with the vampire dog or what, but he's wearing the same shirt in the one he showed D, the vampire dog. So I'm not 100% sure what that was. But it also shows Christina putting Ruby in the bed and having her like she did William in the coma and stuff. So Christine, Ruby might be still alive, actually. It, it's possible. But then, of course, the spell works. This big explosion. And then, uh... Christina's found under these rubbles. And that's when she realizes she can't use magic. So, they bind her to her not to be able to use magic. And she's talking to Letty. She's like, oh, you binded me from magic, blah, blah, this. And Letty was like, no. We binded all white people from magic. This is ours now. I was like, whoa! Man, like, that's that's huge. That's huge. That's why they needed Titus, because he was kind of the beginner of magic, uh, which I believe he, you know, passed it down to his family and so on. 
So they binded magic away from all white people in the world, which is crazy. Makes me wonder, so like, would, can you use magic if you half white? How does that work? You gonna use half magic? Uh, can other races use magic? It's crazy. Super crazy. Um, but they did that, and then, um, what part? And then they realize, you know, Tick is dead. He dies. He sacrificed himself to be able to protect his family, to be able to give his family something that no one else can have, which is magic now. And yes, I, <coughs> excuse me, I had a moment where I got a little teary eyed, not gonna lie to you. Um, I, like they told us like four episodes ago, he is going to die. We thought, I thought maybe they would change it, but they was 100% told us what the truth was. Like, no, nah, you die. You die, bro. Uh, so I, I condemned them on being truthful and taking that, but it's still hard to see at the end. But then at the end, D comes to where Christina's is, Christina is, and Christina's like, help me, D. Can you help me, please? Which, I don't know why you want D to help you, because y'all don't really have a relationship necessarily. D's never really met you. I mean, yes, she's read the book, which probably has information about you, and she's talked to her family. They've probably told her about you, but she's never met you in person, per se. So why do you think this girl will help you? This is the thing I did not like, though. D goes, hey, you never learn. And D ends up killing her with the robot arm. This is the first time we get to see the robot arm. Still really cool. Really digging the robot arm. But I hate that D murders her. Like, she was going to die. So you could have just left her alone. But you chose to murder her to show her that I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that part. I honestly didn't like that part. Uh, I thought they could have did something different. Uh, but yeah, then it ends where they're carrying Tick's body back and most likely they're going to bury him. And that's the end of season one. I don't know if we're going to have a season two. I thoroughly enjoyed this. HBO did it again with showing us other black history that I didn't even learn in school. I'm not talking about the magic part. I'm talking about um, the massacres. Uh, what's it, the Tulsa Massacre. I didn't know about that until Watchmen on HBO and now Lovecraft Country on HBO. What's going on, American school system? I'm just saying. But, yeah, let me know how you guys felt about this whole season. Are you excited for it? Did you like it? What didn't you like? What did you like? Do you think they should do a second season? I don't think they should do a second season. Um, unless they pick it up like go in the future like go 20 years in the future where only black people are using magic or only minorities are using magic and that's a whole different world and they do that and you can check in with the old characters but bring in whole new characters for this next one that's how i would like it if they choose to do that but let me know how you guys feel thanks for listening to this long (laughs) recap review uh as always, please go share the channel, check out the channel, like the stuff. If you want to financially support Blackie Cool, go check out our Patreon at Blackie Cool. Buy a t-shirt at Teespring slash Blackie Cool. Or you can donate at Cash App dollar sign Blackie Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, greatly appreciate it. Um, and go watch some more stuff. All right. See you guys next time.